Yes, You're Wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. And we're back. Happy Christmas, Shelby. Happy yes, Christmas. happy Christmas. I know, we had to get one more episode in before the new year, so... Happy New Year! Happy New Year. And yeah, when, so this will drop tomorrow on New Year's Eve, and then our Star Wars Rise of Skywalker episode uh, will drop uh, in no. 2020. At that point, <laughs> we'll a, have been podcasting in three different years. <gasps> wow, we're so grown up. Oh my Think gosh. Our oh own gosh. trilogy of years. Truly. Truly. <laughs> but all three were directed by the same two people. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's exciting. More structure. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I have been out of town for the holidays. I... I'm really cool when I'm like with family. I'm with family. So I'm like never on my phone. So like Uh, I didn't follow uh, any of the pop culture news. Um, (laughs) So I I'm excited to see what you bring to the table. Honestly. I mean, your phone is with you when you're with family, because I saw approximately 7000 photos of what you were doing this past. Oh, yeah. yeah, Of course. Yes. I use it as a um, photographic device, um, which I then share to show how how present I am with my family by posting about it days later. So, but, and you never, you know, just like, just a little quick, quick check on Twitter, <laughs> just like a little, oh, let's see what's going on. Oh, oh, fun Twitter stuff, was you know? pretty, Twitter was pretty annoying over the break because you had all these movies come out. And since our podcast is primarily film based, a lot of the people we follow are film people. And so it was just all conversations about cats, about Star Wars, about Little Women, about Uncut Gems. It was just like, oh, everyone do this. And it was the end of year list and end of decade list. So it was just, I wasn't getting like pop news, you know, the little I Yes, that's see. true. <laughs> that's true. And exciting, exciting stuff. We are having a Cats episode coming yes. out. Yes to you sometime in the near future <laughs> no it'll be next it'll be monday the monday january 6th i'm 99 sure. percent that's, sure that sounds it will like be premiering great. on my other podcast swiftish with ashley and shelby and matt will be joining us to discuss taylor swift's foray into musical theater <laughs> with her brief turns out um cameo role in cats but um, cats is the one thing that I did have for tell me something I don't know. So should we get into it? Yes, yes. What about which one yes, of the million news stories about cats are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, cats we've always known was going to be a hot mess. I mean, the trailer alone yes. caused the internet to explode and us to just fall into fits of laughter. I was excited to see it when the premiere finally happened. None of the cast had seen it. They were all like, "Yeah." We don't know what it's going to look like. Tom Hooper was like, oh, yeah, I finished it this morning. So we'll see how this goes. <laughs> Clearly didn't seem that excited about it. It premiered. The reactions were just disastrous. No one liked it. Everyone had a fun time criticizing it. There were puns galore. And it made abysmal like $6.5 million in its first weekend. <laughs> which is very bad it's a a holiday movie it was a huge cast it was a big like standard for i think universal and it just crashed and burned in such a and they've been promoting it for months like months (laughs) have i seen this trailer 
Yeah. I mean, this has like, last time I checked, 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. The audience score isn't that much higher than it. So this isn't like a case of, oh, the public enjoys it more than critics. This is just like abysmal. And then the craziest thing, though, is the opening weekends happens and then Tom Hooper sends out notice to thousands of theaters across the country that he was going to send an updated version with updated CGI, (laughs) which is unheard of. Like he sent a new version of his movie out so that there's two versions now in theaters that you can possibly see. And it was basically just like people notice that um, Judy Dench had like a human hand with her own wedding ring still on it that hadn't been CGI to have fur. Or there was this problem where the cat seemed to be levitating a little bit because the fur isn't like fully finished on their feet or whatever. And so it was a hot mess. People were talking about that. And then Universal quietly pulled cats from its for your consideration page on its website meaning they're no longer trying to get it an oscar they're just hoping it'll go (laughs) disappear quietly um but it has been a disaster of epic proportions uh yeah i mean i don't want to get into actual cats because we're doing a whole episode (laughs) on it but yeah it was wild that they decided to send out a new version of it also like um Rebel Wilson had like an didn't have a leg in one of the <laughs> like they had gotten rid of one of her legs completely. It, 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 it's it was, all just yeah. wild. It is it has made me so excited to talk about it on Swiftish. So again, this is just a gentle plug to remind you that even if you haven't seen the movie, which no one has, <laughs> I mean, at all, it's going to lose like a hundred million dollars on its budget and from its budget and marketing and all this. But it is going to be so fun to talk about. And so you can look forward to that on a crossover episode where Matt will be joining me on our traditionally Taylor Swift show, Swiftish, where we'll be talking more about cats in general. So look forward to that. Yeah. And not that much about Taylor Swift because she's really in very little of this movie. <laughs> yeah, I kept waiting, like, where that. is she? Like, is she in the background of this scene? Like, is she going to pop yeah. out? Nope. She's there for like one scene and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, moving on. The end of the year comes with traditionally Barack Obama releasing his mm. like list of favorite movies, favorite books, favorite TV shows. And I feel like in the past I've been skeptical, but now I'm going to publicly come out and call BS on these lists because yeah. Barack Obama posted a thing on in or Twitter, there was his favorite books that he read this year. There was 38 books listed on this uh-huh. list of books. This is supposedly his favorites, meaning that he's <laughs> read significantly more than 38 books. And these hey, are not I read like 62. Right. But let's <laughs> compare what you're doing in life with theoretically what Barack Obama's doing. I mean, like, yes, he's not <laughs> he's president retired. anymore, so maybe he just has like oodles of free time but i still find it hard to believe that he read like 60 some books for pleasure because these weren't (laughs) books that were like related to politics they were like novels and just random things and then his movie list which had 18 movies in it had some of the most obscure movies that came out this year and i'm like how much time does this guy have to be watching so much time what else has he been doing what have you seen him do 
But has he even well, given speeches or if this was like anything. the first year that this happened and he was like retired, like look at all this time I have, I'd be like, okay, yeah, sure, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But these are the same type lists he was giving out when he was the president <laughs> of the United States. So yeah. I think somebody must be like either he's not reading all like he's just reading like abbreviated <laughs> versions or someone is like kind of giving him these lists like i want to sit down with him and be like tell me the plot of diane please because <laughs> like did you actually see this movie that's fair i mean someone had to be i mean who knows maybe he's a fast reader or enjoys the i mean you love artsy fartsy stuff like come on are you just jealous I mean, I do love artsy fartsy stuff, but like, okay, of the however many books you read this year, if you had to come up with a list that was like, these are favorites, I'm going to recommend them to the nation. How many yeah. of your 62 would no, you have yeah, picked? Right. Yeah, it would have been like four. <laughs> I read a In lot order of to come books. up with 38 books that you're going to <laughs> yeah. recommend to the whole world, yeah. you have to read a lot or you have to have your assistants read a lot and just kind <laughs> of like tell you what they're about. You're right. You're right. So did you not agree with his film list? I mean, I felt like that was pretty on par with some of yours. Well, yeah, except for I just hadn't seen a lot of them. Yeah. Um, there were a few I like, never okay. heard of. So the list here is like American Factory, Amazing Grace, Apollo 11. Those are all documentaries. But then Ash is the purest white. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Birds of Passage is on this list, which I don't know. Diane, I have heard of, but I have never seen. I don't know anyone who saw. There's like a lot of foreign no films on here. Yeah, no Ad Astra, <laughs> dear Lord. Yeah, I mean, he liked like Little Women, Parasite, Marriage Story, Irishman. Like those make sense that they would be on this list. But I just thought this was like a lot of very obscure stuff. And so you have yeah. to imagine that he's also watched the more general things i mean maybe not like men in black (laughs) but you know yeah well probably and (laughs) i don't know it's like i'm just like what does he like what and then for tv he only listed three shows so i was like well so he's not watching tv i guess he's just reading hundreds of books it was like it was a list of films he recommended but then he said and these tv shows are like as important or as powerful as a movie wasn't that yeah but then he only listed three well, yeah, but I'm just saying he didn't make a best of television show. He was saying these three television shows were as good as movies. Yeah, but aren't there a lot more television shows you would say that are as good <laughs> as movies? Not Mr. Obama. Like like he you're telling him. me he did not see When They See Us? <laughs> Maybe he didn't think it was as good, I guess. I don't know. Anyways, I'm just skeptical of... Barack Obama's favorite <laughs> book list. And I think that, yes, he's, I'm sure, like watching some of these and reading some of these, but also it's like somebody is telling him. So things. is it like a flex, you think? Or is he trying to use his his privilege to open people's eyes to movies that um, are important? Or do you think people are paying to be on the list? Like, what's the conspiracy if you think I don't he think is people lying? are paying to be on the list. I think that he like. I think it's both of those other two things. Like, he likes. <laughs> appearing to be well read and like well watched and things and yes that's great like you want to be well versed in the arts and especially as the president i think that's important but also like i don't think you have actually that much time to do all of this stuff but then at the same time i think yeah he does want to promote books that are by people that he likes or that are important or movies that he feel likes would be important for society so i feel like people 
he has a team or somebody is like going through and actually right. watching and reading this stuff. And then they're kind of like giving him abbreviations, maybe like here, watch this, watch this, read part of this book. And he's like kind of looking at it to approve stuff. But I think somebody else is doing the vast majority right. of the legwork here. That makes sense. I can, I can see that. So anyways, that's, <laughs> that's my hot take for, yeah. Matt's very anti Obama's taste. I don't know. <laughs> No, pro Obama's taste. I think he has good taste. Yeah. Just pro whoever else came up with Obama's <laughs> taste for him. I think is yeah, yeah, the yeah, real yeah, point. Yeah. Of course, of course. Um, I was twenty nineteen was nearly ruined when Zach Efron was rushed to the hospital with a deadly bug or something, um, which is a headline I saw yesterday, and it truly frightened me because twenty nineteen would have just been ruined completely, but. I guess he was filming this new show for some, I don't know, sad new streaming service called Quibi. 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 Yes. Quibi. It's like a phone video, oh, okay, like yeah. like five minute shows or whatever. We'll see how it goes. They yeah. have a lot of money, though. <laughs> yeah. But he is um, producing and starring in this in this show called Killing Zac Efron, which is basically like the Bear Grylls um, scenario where he'll be dropped in a remote location and he has to survive for like three weeks or something in the wild. Well, and so I guess he failed. He failed pretty hard because I guess it was announced in Australia's news that uh, Zac Efron was airlifted out of Papua New Guinea um, and treated for an undisclosed illness in Brisbane. But um, so everyone went wild and they're like, oh, is he still there? Like, what was it? No one knows. But Zac Efron took to Instagram to let his fans and the world know that all is well. He's alive. He got better and went back and finished filming his super dumb show. So (laughs) praise be. While in Florida here on vacation, we have, you know, like basic cable or whatever. And so we're just sitting around and sometimes we're watching weird shows. And my dad stumbled upon that weird Bear Grylls show where he takes celebrities into the wild. And it was like a Courtney Cox episode and he made her eat maggots and then like rappel down this (laughs) wall. And I was thinking... How much money do you think that these people are getting paid an episode? (laughs) Because they cannot be doing it just for like fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think I think Zac Efron actually did one episode with him. And I think some people do find it fun, you know, like maybe not. I don't know. I guess I don't know how much. Well, Courtney Cox looked miserable. Yeah. (laughs) I guess they are paid something, but I'm not sure what. Interesting. I'm just intrigued. Would you, what like, would it cost you to do that? I mean, what would it cost me? Not that much because what else <laughs> do I have going on, you know, and it's free TV time. So if they're going to put me on like very <laughs> minimal. But if yeah. I was a well-known celebrity who must have lots of things coming their direction, would I be like, oh, yes, sign me up for the show where I have to go live in the jungle for a week <laughs> and eat weird crap and, you know, like Army Hammer drank milk <laughs> out of like a goat's teat so <laughs> i no, i don't want to do that but you it's have to like they can finally like be free 000. you know they're finally like free of the of the of the bs of celebrity life you know no one recognizes but the them. cameras no are following pictures. them the whole time <laughs> they're not yes yeah. they are taking pictures they're taking videos <laughs> you're right well I've, if zach efron asked me to be on killing zach efron with him i'd probably do it so yeah that, that would be it the most odd show him trying to survive you like fawning all over i feel like no i'll take it i'll take it for you 
I'll eat the bugs. <laughs> um, you better carry me across this yeah. river, Zach. <laughs> I'm not trying to do it on my own. Oh, Just hold I'm my so hand. Weak. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Good um, Okay. Moving on to another weird story. I saw that in uh, Kardashian news, Kim Kardashian bought one of Michael Jackson's old velvet jackets for her daughter, North, (laughs) for Christmas. And it cost $65,000 for this jacket. She, like, wanted at an auction to give to her daughter, who I think is, I don't know, maybe, like, six or seven. And it just felt strange for a number of reasons. One, like, this is a very extravagant Christmas gift that, like, this daughter's not going to really be able to use. I mean, like, they're not buying it for her so she can wear it, I'm presuming, it has to be like it's like a collector's item. Right. So what's she gonna do with it? But then also it's weird that we're still like buying Michael Jackson <laughs> merchandise. She didn't get the memo. I yeah. That feels dicey to me. Although like my aunt's a big Michael Jackson fan. We we're down here and she's like been listening to their his music or whatever. And I was like, Why are you still listening to him? Like he, you know molested children (laughs) and she was like well yes but now all of the like money that's going to his music and stuff is going to his kids so it's not going to him so it's not like positively (laughs) Uh affecting him and i was like i guess that's one way around it (laughs) but it still feels weird to me yeah no that's definitely weird i feel like the kardashians were in a lot of weird news this holiday season because um Courtney bought her kids like a dog and everyone was like, you already have a dog. Like what happened to it? Did you just get rid of him? We never see him. And she had to come out and be like, no, you guys, the nanny is totally taking care of that dog. (laughs) You know, it's just like they're weird because they keep trying to be relatable still. And they're just so far past it that it's just kind of like icky to see them. And like, especially Kim K, who's like, oh, I'm a lawyer now. And like, I totally want to save people's lives. And like, aren't I so woke and like aware but then she goes and spends tons of money on stupid gifts for kids who don't care. But you know what? It's like they're billions. So I mean, and I guess like, what do you buy your child for Christmas when you have that much money? Like, yeah, <laughs> maybe like nothing at that point. I don't know, but teach them to like a good art project, maybe, or do something creative, or. Buy them the 38 books off Barack Obama's favorite book list. (laughs) Yes. Have her learn something useful, experience something different than Uber Wealth. But congrats. That could be like a podcast idea of its own. Like this is a free podcast idea for everybody. Like just do a Barack Obama's favorite podcast where throughout the year you go through like the books and movies (laughs) that he recommended in the year previous and try to figure out like what about it would make Barack Obama want to recommend it. (laughs) I don't know if I'd listen to that, but, you know, could some people I'm sure would. Yeah, (laughs) very niche audience. Did you see Kevin Spacey's Christmas video? I saw tweets about it, but I didn't watch it because he's done something like this before, right? Yeah, but it's weird like that. You know, after the allegations were brought against him or whatever, he's sort of been out of the public eye for the most part, I feel like. And but then randomly on Christmas, he releases this video where he's talking about how you need to kill people with kindness. And it's like him in front of like a fireplace talking about it. I think in some of his previous iterations, it's kind of been like a tongue in cheek video Christmas video of him as his character from house of cards which this like wasn't i don't know i was very confused about it but it happened and kevin spacey i guess is (laughs) back in some capacity so 
that's exciting. Yeah, thank you for that. I was wondering what was up with him. <laughs> you know, it's like a it's like a good friend just coming back for the holidays. You know, you haven't seen him in a while because you yes. moved away, yes. but you're back in town and he is at the bar. Yeah, and you know, trying to make people forget that he uh, <laughs> raped some people. So there you go. Classic, always coming back. But um, in better or worse news, do you have a love it or hate it? I do. You know, since we've been off a week and I've been on vacation just like watching a million movies, I was really struggling to decide what to bring up here. Like I saw Uncut Gems. I saw the movie Black Christmas. Like what what do I bring up? I ultimately decided to bring it back to one of the greatest shows currently on television, which is Riverdale. Oh my god. On break, I've been forcing my family. We finished season three. We're on to season four at the moment. And there was like a, a lull sort of in the middle of season three, which was really bad. But the back half of season three was absolutely ridiculous in every way that you could possibly want. Season three <laughs> is sort of about like a Dungeons and Dragons type thing that's taking over the town. And there's this guy named the Gargoyle King who like dresses up and kills people. But then it's Uh also about this weird cult called the farm that is, has taken over like an old mental hospital and is like recruiting people into it. It is the most bizarre thing ever and is mixing you know, like a One Tree Hill level teen drama with just bonkers plots. There is one scene that I think might be the greatest scene in all television history (laughs) where Jughead Jones, which is Cole Sprouse's mother, who is a drug dealer and is trying to keep it secret, for whatever reason, has to duel against this lawyer who has been run out of town and now only has one eye, so she has an eye patch. The two of them are dueling with those weird little, like, three-pointed knives that the one Ninja Turtle has. You know those Uh things? They're technically called Psy, but I was like, nobody knows that word. So anyways, the two (laughs) of them are, it's like drug dealer mom versus eye patch lady dueling with these weird knives in, like, some basement someplace And it's being intercut with Josie, who's like the singer on the show, singing Back to Black, the Amy Winehouse song, in like this weird underground speakeasy that is run by a high school student. And I was like, what is this show? Who put this scene together and decided that it made any sense? But the fact that it is a thing and it was on nationally televised television (laughs) is just a wonder. And And season four now is is sort of based around one of my favorite books, The Secret History, which is just a complete left turn. And I, you know, just love this show so much. It's so weird. And there has never been a show that is as strange and just off the walls as this. And I think everyone should watch it. Shelby, you should get back into it because it is glorious. (laughs) I don't think anything you just described will convince me to get back into it. So... Um, yeah, I mean, I'm happy for you, though. <laughs> Shelby, it's just so weird. It's so weird. Yeah, life and it's like is weird just in the too best short. You know, it's just, why watch a bad television show, even if it's self-aware? Says the person who's watching The Bachelor, you know? Okay, that is such, you want to go there? Like, honestly, I just rewatched Bachelor season 13 with Jason Mesnick, which was the only bachelor they've let on Netflix. And it's high art. It's like so good. And the majority of people would agree that the bachelor is better than, um, what's it even called? Like 
Riverdale. Riverdale. (laughs) So I don't think you want to draw that battle because I'm pretty sure that the numbers alone would prove that I'm on the right side of history. You know, but like... (laughs) River, here's but the glorious fine. thing. It's fine. <laughs> is The Bachelor, yes, is like weird people doing whatever. But Riverdale was scripted. Like somebody sat down, like a group of people sat down and wrote this show. And it is ludicrous that it is on television. Yes. Like The Bachelor is just like a weird, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's not nearly as interesting. Yeah. But isn't Riverdale less fun now that they're in on the joke? Like, isn't that sort of like... Oh, I don't you know. know if they are still like that's okay. the thing. I am still not sure that they are because some of the stuff is so serious. Like some yeah. of it takes itself so seriously, but then at the same time, they're all the drugs are fizzle rocks and jingle jangles. So they'll be like talking about stuff with like somebody's overdosing, but then they're saying jingle jangle in the same sentence. <laughs> it's like yeah i just i don't even know it's hard to explain but it's anyways if people want to watch something that's really good and like well received and worth the hype i just saw little women and it was so perfect and i loved it so much and i'm really upset that matt won't let us do an episode about it (laughs) what do you mean (laughs) i won't let you do an episode about it because everything's scheduled to do like, oh, Oscar nominations. Oh, Golden Globes. Oh, you're in review. Like, oh, sorry. No time for Little Women. No time for whatever else. We're going to do Star Wars instead. Look, we will be... The conversation around Star Wars, <laughs> as you well know, is I much know. more excessive but than we Little get, Women. We're tastemakers, you know, Matt. We have a responsibility to um, guide our listeners. You know, like Obama. You know, maybe he wanted to put... It's all, isn't it romantic on his list? But he thought, is this good for the people? And he decided, no, you know? So it's sort of did like Did we do that. an episode on, isn't it romantic <laughs> though? I don't think we did. I don't remember, honestly. But I'm, I'm saying, fairly certain that we did. <laughs> the thing with Little Women though, is that we will be discussing it on like 10 of our upcoming episodes because yeah, it's yeah, going yeah. to be nominated for things. You're right. I just need to say one thing about it and it's that yes. it's good and it's perfect and people should go see it in theaters because um there's a lot of talk around it now where either men are like I didn't understand it who was John's wife <laughs> and like or there are people who are like can't we elevate like this is such a white story like why are we doing this for this thousandth time which is fair but I think Greta Gerwig you know continues to show like a very interesting voice for her experience which is you know being a white woman and having a little bit of privilege to lean on and so I think she really explores the dynamic of the March sisters in a way that while the story has been told before it just like elevated it in a modern way without it feeling like too on the nose or like too try hard and I really enjoyed it I thought I can't like wait to see it again and I think it's a very good movie theater experience too because it's so nice to have that like communal moment watching it like in a full house on like some of the other movies that you can just watch on your own or on your phone but it was just like such a cozy little balm at the end of the year and it just re-energized me and and gave me such hope and enthusiasm for the world at large and I just loved it so so here's two questions that I have for you I also saw the movie and I also just finished the book so I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm very in little women territory at the moment Uh 
One, do you, I have not, I've never seen another version of this, but there's like 17 adaptions of this in television shows. And there's one that's like set in modern, like all kinds of stuff. Do you think that this is the best version of it so far? Or do you think that there is a better version that people should be watching? That is a tough question. I mean, the Winona Ryder one is kind of the accepted, perfect little women movie. And it's from the nineties and um, it's just wonderful. It's more true to like the novel. It's set chronologically Um, And it's very focused on like the Joe angle of it all. So I would say like, that's probably still the best like true to form movie. But what Greta Gerwig does is kind of um, allows each of the four sisters to kind of have an emotional arc and growth and character. And I think that was so fun to watch as someone who's read the book, as someone who's seen a lot of the movies And so I would say it's a tight race for like the best overall, because I think she does such interesting things with characters that, again, can feel sort of overplayed or like you've seen them all before. But I don't know. I would still recommend the Winona one because it's just I grew up with it. And I think it does such a great job of condensing such a big book into a still powerful film. Have you did you ever watch that one yet? No, I didn't. And oh, and then the other the other question that I have is so I mean I just finished reading the book and then went to see the movie. So I had really no trouble keeping track of what was going on, but right. I've seen online and also like one of my cousins went and saw it with me who had never read the book and he thought that it the, especially in the back half with all of the jumping time periods mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. it was sort of confusing and that it would be difficult if you had never yeah interacted with this material before like do you think that that is all like a fair complaint or you don't think it's that tricky to follow yeah no i was talking about this because i went with all my sisters (laughs) we're cute like that and um it was like we were all fans so we but you didn't bring your brothers (laughs) no this was a sisters only event Oh my but, gosh, that's sexism. Sexism. No, it's not. A reverse sexism Shelby, isn't wow. real. They're but... trying to get more <laughs> men to see this and you would yeah. not even let them come. Well, first of all, I'm going to see it again. So just silence, please. So, so brother's <laughs> trip on that. But um, yeah, no, I can totally see that, that it would maybe be confusing. But... I still think it's a very strong film. And I also think it's kind of like at this point, everyone should know a little bit about Little Women, you know, like, I don't know. It's been like so done and talked about and referenced. And if you want to enjoy the movie even more then yeah, sit down and read the book. It's great. It's only 7 million pages long. (laughs) Um, No, I really like the movie too. I thought the book was fine. It was better than I thought it was going to be, but I didn't. The book is very episodic. The book wouldn't be good. What about it made you think you wouldn't like it? I had seen a high school production of it at my (laughs) high school, and I had really hated that. And so I had thought, like, it was just kind of very schmaltzy. Mm. And the book is also sort of schmaltzy, but there's a lot more to it, I think, than than I had initially thought there would be. But it's a, it is very like episodic and kind of like moralistic in a lot of ways. But I think the movie does a good job of kind of breaking it up so that it doesn't feel quite so like, and here's the lesson and here's the lesson for this. I like, yeah. and I also, the book is broken up where it's like them as kids and then them as adults. And I found the adult stuff 
infinitely more interesting than them as kids. So I like that in the movie, the new Greta Gerwig version, it's like set with them as adults. And then the kid stuff is just all in flashbacks. I don't know. I felt like it. I felt like this version of the movie worked better than the book, but mm. that's, I, the book is not mm-hmm. like beloved to me. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, probably good. We didn't do a whole episode on little women, but I'm glad you saw it <laughs> and you read it and you liked it enough. So that is my love it. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a good note to end on. <laughs> yeah. And it's a good movie to go see with your family. I would recommend, recommend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, that is it for this episode. We'll be back Thursday to discuss Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> the much argued about film. Oh, I have had so many yeah. discussions with my family members already. I have seen all kinds of tweets, all kinds of behind the scenes drama about the movie. So much to talk about. And we'll be joined by Shelby's husband, Rob. So that will be exciting too. Oh, yeah. And you can always find us on Twitter, on Instagram, on, on and on Facebook at P.S. You're Wrong. Send us an email with your thoughts on Star Wars and Matt will probably read them and um, have thoughts back to you. But you can also send us your questions for a grab bag episode. We're planning um, anything you have or wonder about us or our show or what you wish we would talk about or if you have um, I don't know, just any question you want answered and we'll we'll put them together and uh, and give the people what they want. Yeah, that'll be coming to you sometime in the new year. So send those our way and also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We didn't have any this week. So yes, you were all spending time with your family, like whatever. But you could also be leaving us a review. Um, we will see you guys on Thursday. Bye. Bye.